You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 104 <laughs> of the Life in Ruins Podcast, where we investigate the careers of those living life in ruins. I am your host, Carlton Gover, and I have my co-host, Connor Jodden and David Howe. Uh, for tonight's episode, we don't have a guest. It's just just the three of us. I don't know why they're laughing so hard. And uh, we're we're going to uh, we're going to take take this time, this episode, to kind of catch up because for those that don't know, we uh, front loaded a lot of episodes around the time of our hundredth episode live show with uh, Simon. What, what day did we record that? It was like mid-March, like March 12th, 13th. First off, I was laughing because you just you just like normally come in with such energy. <laughs> this time you were just NPR'd it and I just wasn't ready. <laughs> it was like yeah. the exact opposite of every opening we've ever had. Yeah. Fair. And you guys I mean, are at least two pixels each for me. So I was just like, couldn't see your face. <laughs> yeah, just set the tone. But yes, it's been since March 13th. So 13th. we haven't... We haven't recorded an episode in a month, and now we oh, have to because we owe them an episode in six days. And so what we're here, Monday night welcome, on like 11th. Welcome to a Life in Ruins podcast where they're either super prepared or completely unprepared. And th- we're the latter tonight. Dude, can I can I say one thing? Like, who, yeah. who signs this up, like our Life in Ruins email, for all this spam? Dude, it must have been one of those like otter things or like the the Hootsuite or whatever, because guys, you, I know it doesn't seem like I do much for the podcast, but I am Jesus on the cross for getting rid of those spam emails. I get them every day. They drive me insane. And David, I it's almost just, Easter. Like this episode's going to come out a day after Easter. You can't yeah, talk about Jesus. Matter. Like, he died for our <laughs> sins, possibly. Yesterday maybe. Was so <laughs> he... I, I'm oh my God, it is <laughs> going for that Jesus on the cross look, going low carb, you know, but here we go. I got the, every day those come up and I'm like, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. And they just keep coming. It's like the siege of Gondor every day in my inbox. And then you guys are like, Hey, can you do the show notes? And I'm like, yeah, hang on. Let me unsubscribe from this. Then I forget what we're doing because it just ruins my day. It's, it's a problem. It's gotta be the website that we purchased or whatever, whatever would we buy? Yeah. Website.com. <laughs> yeah. I think that that I think that classifies as something that's gonna give you all the spam. It's kind of I mean be. it's a good deal. We just re-upped on the website. We need a it probably needs an, a facelift, but I don't we don't none of us have the time. Get ourselves a nose job. <laughs> oh, Yo, a face job. Hmm. That sounds weirdly sexual, whereas nose job doesn't. <laughs> I can't see you guys laughing because it's just pixels. So I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm just in stunt. I'm just in awkward silence. Okay, um, yeah, it's kind of where I thought. We were. <laughs> Our audience is like, oh god. Okay, so but uh, even though we haven't been recording this past month, um, we do have a lineup coming up, and uh, hopefully we can get uh, front loaded up until over the summer times. But until then, uh, we haven't been. I guess on our on our laurels. David, you've been going. I mean, you. Uh, what's happened with the bus? Let's start there. We've had some bus movement, some bus business, bus stuff, busted out. 
bust it out. Here we go. All right, you guys want the long or the short? I guess we got 45 minutes. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, also, just up front, guys, if you this is a first episode you're listening to, you're making a mistake, go ahead and go through our back catalog, then figure us out. If you're new to the podcast, we often do, like, these little catch-up episodes. Carlton, you eating with chopsticks in those pixels? My man. All right, dude, repping it. Okay, so... You guys are seriously three pixels each. It's like in Tetris. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I bought a bus a long time ago in like September, and I was going to convert it, but I had to go to the shop because the engine just was terrible, and I was like, all right, I might as well fix it up so it doesn't die on me while I'm in it. That took five months. Uh, no, it took three months, and then I got it back, and then I've been slowly stripping it out, but the neighborhood got or gave me like a little note saying hey you can't park the bus in the street because it doesn't look up to code and i was like all right so i have to put it at my friend's house to contextualize it you live in like upper middle class area so it's kind of you don't see buses that look all right but you just don't see that on the streets where you're living currently right yeah you don't see the buses on the streets here in these streets so we got a little, uh, not a fine, but just like a thing saying like, hey, don't park your bus here. So I brought it to a friend's house because all my other friends that were like, hey, yeah, you can park it at my house. Where they're like, no, you can't park it at my house. So I was like, great. Glad I invested in this. So another friend who lives like 40 minutes away was like, yeah, sure. Because I live 40 minutes away in the boondocks. And I was like, okay. Parked it at his place and I've been slowly stripping it out, ready to convert it. However, a friend then showed me on Facebook, a friend from college that I hadn't met once before, so I knew him, had just converted a bus that was the exact model and the exact thing I wanted to do on the inside of it. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to get this. So I sold my Jeep and sold that, or I'm in the process of selling that bus and bought this one and it's completely converted. There's some updates I'm trying to add to it still. The roof is currently leaking because I put in a fan. I thought I sealed it as best as possible, but I did not. And yeah, this past weekend I drove it to Arkansas to go to a bushcraft meetup. Met some people. Yeah, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question about your original bus. Sure. Could you give us some of the riveting stories of you removing the rivets? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. That's not that riveting. (laughs) Got it. Got it. So you were, you went to Arkansas for... So I went to Arkansas for the, this bushcraft meetup. And there were some people from Alone, some people from Naked and Afraid. And here's the thing. When you meet somebody from Naked and Afraid and she's a woman, I didn't want to go up to her and say, Hey, you're that lady from Naked and Afraid. Because then it means the first time you saw her, she was naked. And just but blurred out. Like they don't have, you know... Sure. But like, I'm a white know, male in 2022. The figurines have more, have more, you know detail than bodies on naked and afraid sure though there was one dude who had like an above average one and you could tell that they blurred it out a lot more than the other ones and i was like that's pretty funny uh, good for him <laughs> yeah was it I mean, like a budweiser tall boy just hanging there i will say um i'm not gonna say uh <laughs> use your imagination anyway so I, I was we were talking and here's the thing though i didn't one, I don't know what to tell people I am now because I am an archaeologist, like registered, but I don't like currently excavate or teach or do what I used to do. So when they ask, what do I do? I'm like, um, 
<laughs> and then somebody usually like jumps in and fills it in for me. And then they were like, he's an archaeologist. And like all these people were like, oh shit, you're that dude. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, that could be good or that can be bad. And I think mostly it was not great because all these guys are like primitive skills, dude. And then like, here's me. Like if, when the three of us talk to those people, it's like we have degrees and they don't. So there's immediately that thing of like, they know more than us because they've been doing it where we just have like the science thing. And I'm like, God, what do they think of me? But it was fun. Like I was out of my comfort zone and a guy named Rick Spicer invited me. I, I ended up like making friends. It was cool. And they were picking my brain about stuff. And I was like, guys, I cannot make like a fire by hand. Like I have before, but like, don't put me on the spot to do it. But I'll, I'll stop talking after this. I drove the bus out. I got to sleep in it. That was awesome. And like everybody was camping out and it was like 20 degrees out. And I just like walked into my bus and just slept in my bed. And I was like, well, this is weird. <laughs> uh, but the thing itself was called the Bushwhack. And Rick Spicer, who runs Pack Rat Bushcraft in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, it's like a local REI type thing. It's actually pretty incredible. They do this thing called the Bushwhack, and he teaches like wilderness survival classes. And he like teaches them how to make primitive fires, how to make uh, shoot arrows, how to make atlatls, how to build shelters, orienteer, like medical stuff. Super cool. So what this is is a challenge, and there's like 30 teams, teams of three. And they have to go to these different points in the woods and like, you know, like there's a, they have to orient, orienteer to like this one spot, find the direction, go towards it, like whatever paces. And there's a station there where they have to do archery or they have to like do field medicine on somebody. There's a zip line. They had to like make a stretcher and carry someone down this gigantic hill in the Ozarks. And then at the end, they all come back to the main amphitheater at the park. It's like in the national forest. And, uh, they have to make like a primitive fire and like they get points throughout the day. And if they make the primitive fire with a hand spindle, it's more points than a bow drill and more points than a flint steel. And it was like intense. Like it was like more intense than watching baseball or football to me, like watching these guys like try to make a hand. And they were like, if you've ever seen somebody make a primitive fire, where you're using your two hands and like rubbing the stick down. Like <laughs> they, uh, like the one person was doing it and it like worked for them, but the other person had like wetter wood. So like the three of them had to like in tandem, like swap out, like <laughs> cranking down on this like spindle. And it was like really intense to watch. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say it. And it was cool. And like, they made the fire. I'll stop talking, but it, it was super cool. But I was there to like, give pointers and like judge the competition. And I was like, guys, I don't know anything about this. So <laughs> Yeah. So does it, I think I was, but I, f I feel like when you see like on alone or anything like that, when they, when they're doing that, like actually creating the fire through the spindle and whatnot, you're getting just like a small little glimpse of it where they're either like trying it or they're like actually getting it started. But there's like a long process in between where you just like yeah. are cranking down on this and having a really crappy time and trying to, and switching yeah. off and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And like it this one team got it done real quick cuz you 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 could have more points if you found one in the woods and did it or if you brought one it was less points. So this one guy had brought one, he made the fire like instantly. But these three dudes had found like a, a wet piece of wood that cuz it had just rained in the woods and were trying to make a fire and like it smoked and they got it down but I saw the guy's hand like bleeding from like the blisters on it and I was like this is intense and like 
Rick whips these dudes in the shape. It was like the Marine Corps, <laughs> like how they were doing it. And it, I thought it'd be kids like in high school, but they were like adults with kids. And like this one guy was trying to make the fire and uh, his daughter kept coming up and she was like, daddy, like, let's go home. And he was like, get out of the way. <laughs> and like, was I trying to make the fire? Um, anyway, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. And the bus is almost done. However, I will say, as Carlton asked earlier before the show, with the current state of gas prices in the country right now, I chose the absolute worst time to have quit my job and to buy a bus that has 11 miles to the gallon, possibly 10. What diesel. kind of uh, what kind of gas does that run off of? Uh, diesel. So it is uh, either four four eighty for a gallon or five twenty a gallon, depending on which of the gas stations you went to. And I had to drive a thousand miles. <laughs> it was not fun. And I was like, all right, I have some savings. I can do this. And then I was like, I'll go to Wyoming. I'll go to California. I'll visit my cousin. Like, I'll stay out here. Now I cannot because I went to the Ozarks for 12 hours and left. <laughs> and I was just, so I need to start making a lot more money or I might have to go get a job <laughs> because, like, I did not anticipate that. But I'm, I'm making do. And, like, you know, I work, technically have two jobs right now and then mine. So we'll see. But that's a that's a big step getting the bus getting a bus. It's a big step yeah. in the in the process because I know that watching you go through and and modify the current bus, it looked like it just was like super tough process and time intensive and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you're yeah. working on it like very regularly. Like yeah, we would, like we would hit you up and you'd be like, "I'm working on the bus. I'm working on the bus," and then one day you're like. So I bought a new bus. It was like fun. Cause you had, I'd like, there's a lot of bus life people on YouTube that like teach you how to do it. And they're like, here's what I do. But then there's other people where it's just like more a mechanical channel. And they're like, here's how you do it. And everyone's got different ways of taking out rivets. And my dad was like, just do this. And it was like the quickest, fastest way that didn't involve buying a $200 tool. And that was fun. And then like, yeah, taking out the stuff, just using an angle grinder is like so fun. But yeah, the diesel man, it is not, I guess that's the benefit of van life because it's more compact and less gas, but like the school bus, like guys, literally everybody at the meetup was like, dude, let me see the rig. And they came in like, this is amazing. You did such a good job. And before I could say I didn't do it, they were like, dude, like this wood. <laughs> and I was like, I know. Right. Like pretty sweet. <laughs> and then, like, uh, every gas station I went to, somebody stopped and was like, yo, can I see that? And I was like, and this one lady was like, my pastor would love this. Can I take some pictures? And I was like, all right, you're not going to steal and or rape me. So you can go in here. And she like went in and like took pictures. I even went into the gas station because I had to pee. And I was like, I'll be right back. Trusted this lady with my life and came back. She was a little old lady. Like she wasn't going anywhere. And then came out and she was still in there just like oogling at the wood. And I was like, yeah, it was like six months of work you know like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's enough of me i'm back home now i just took a clonopin i'm ready and i'm, I'm full of jack links beef jerky and lacroix so i'm ready to party <laughs> good night this well, is I also mean, like uh we're gonna pay david to put a sponsorship on the side of his bus he will people love that right yeah everywhere you went they were like eating that up right oh 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 like the just the bus itself yeah 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 uh, Corey Hawk got on top of it and he was like, Hey man, sorry. You're like, 
we're just ants crawling on your bus. And I was like, wait, there's ants on my bus? And he was like, no, like, like we're ants crawling on your bus. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, but like everybody oogles. So if I put something on the side, like, you know, Kit Kat or... <laughs> Kit Kat. What's the other... What's the, what's the social media company? The best, the new one? Like Parlor. I'll put Parlor on the side. What's the one that they just made that like Trump makes steaks. your phone explode? <laughs> what is it? Trump what steaks? <laughs> the best steaks you'll ever get. Something. Uh, anyway, I think we got to wrap this session up here. That is my stuff. If you guys have more questions, we can answer them. If, if you guys have questions in the audience, you can shoot me a message or shoot the podcast a message on the Instagram or shoot us an email. I'll answer them. And if you're a person who has listened to this for the first time and you're like, what the hell is this podcast? Go ahead and send us an email because it will make our day to read it. <laughs> I think yes. the episode you want to listen to is what, 27? Is that the one with, yeah. Start out on 27. That's with <laughs> Dr. Robert Kelly where we're, we're like real adults. Like start start out on episode 27. Go back. Yeah. Continue on with us. I drank so much wine during that episode. Um, and before we end this segment, if you're listening on the All Shows feed, Stop. Okay. <laughs> stop. Just stop doing it. There we go. It doesn't help us. Like help help us. Go find our show, A Life in Ruins Podcast, and and subscribe and listen there. Cause we don't we don't get anything. It doesn't help us get advertisers, sponsors, you know, Chris and Rachel. God bless them. Rachel who edits our podcast. Like, you know, just please, 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 please subscribe. And with that, we'll be right back with segment two of episode hold up, one. Hold up, hold up. If I'm gonna I'm going to give the audience two seconds to guess this before you guys do. But if I were to quote, Floop is a madman, help us, save us. What movie is I actually? Spy Kids. And we'll be right back with segment two of Life and Ruins Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 104 of a Life and Ruins Podcast. We're here with our guest, Dr. Carlton Gover. Um, Carlton, how are you doing? <laughs> not great, David. Not, not great. <laughs> not great I'm, not, huh? I'm not a doctor yet. Almost. Uh, do you want to? <laughs> do you want to talk about it? I mean, what do we want to talk about? I mean, what would we'll you talk, tell your therapist? We'll talk, I'm <laughs> do you believe me? I talked to my no. therapist like really quickly last week when I got home. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we'll, <laughs> I guess we're gonna leave the 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 uh, airport cartel shooting at, or sorry, the the <laughs> airport shooting by the cartel that I was present at. Airport traffic sign built problem. Yeah, that we'll we'll put that whole story in when Dr. Anderson comes back because we're going to talk about my Cancun trip from the all the beautiful pyramids and the sea turtles I swam with to the cartel hit squad that, you know, did their job in front of me at the Cancun International Airport and the stampede <laughs> that followed. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, you know, two days later, I had a job interview. <laughs> Do you like that, that turnaround? From How like, are you in times of stress? <laughs> it, it was it was like, I mean, it's been since we did the, the Simon thing. I mean, even the week before we had Simon on, I was in Nebraska doing data collection. I've been spending mostly the month of March, like prepping my radiocarbon samples, doing near infrared on the bones so I can estimate collagen. So I know like the right spot in the bones to sample from. So that way I can increase my success rate, you know, so that, that helps because like different parts of a bone will have different estimated collagen. So that, that helps a lot, but it adds like, you know, like another week or two to the process because once you like the whole process of doing that, you take a bone, you zap it three times with near infrared. You have to take a photo of it where it's been zapped. So there's just a lot of data 
that you have to keep track of. And then once you get the analysis back, when you're cutting the samples, you have to have like the photo up and yeah. Yeah. Where are you doing the zapping at? Or do you have a, do you have a lab? In, so um, one of my colleagues, uh, Tina Ryder, who's a PhD candidate here at CU Boulder in anthropology, she's a bioant. She has this mobile near infrared device that she's trained on. And so she's done analysis on all the Lynch data we did, all of my dissertation data. She's done analysis on different hominid remains, Neanderthal remains. Like, so she's trying to build this library of not, because it doesn't only do collagen, it does a bunch of other stuff. But one of the things it can do is tell you if there is residue, like that you couldn't see with the naked eye. So like different kinds of like lab material, which is important if you're also doing dating, right? Because if you have PVA or some sort of glue, it will destroy your sample. So she's the only one, to my knowledge, who's actually building this database. And it also can estimate, like, it can do a bunch of other stuff. She does it for free as long as she gets credit and she gets, you know, the samples, you know, for her dissertation. So it's a really cool device. I was actually talking to Dr. Mackey about it a couple weeks ago because they're trying to redate a mammoth at one of those that Wyoming has. And every time they send samples, I think so. It might be Colby. Yeah. And every time they said samples, they, they come out bad. So I was like, hey, we have this. We might be able to figure out some better places in the mammoth for you to um, do it. So I think they're going to get in touch. You're welcome, Wyoming. Shout out. Shout out. So I, that, that's been like most of my March. I actually got the sample sent out today finally because then it was the bagging. It was like a bunch of stuff. But it's a three to four week turnaround time. So I know the month of May is going to be really heavy for my disc. Because I've been writing it, but it's mostly the background chapters, like the theoretical stuff. But like the data analysis isn't going to start really till May, where I'm going to be doing like a lot of time with Eric Robinson. Fun. Could you uh, could you explain where you were cutting stuff up? Oh, my were back deck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want the just oh, to be on record of like yeah, like uh, <laughs> so. Oh my! So I mean, they don't have to be in a sterile environment. It helps. So what happened was is that like no one, like there's no fume hood at the anthropology department here at CU Boulder, and there's one in a different lab, but I didn't have access to it. Doctor Taylor's getting one in, but it wasn't here there. So at first, because the the reason why you need a fume hood is that like I'm using a Dremel, you know, with the saw with a blade. And it kicks up so much bone dust, you need to fumigate it. Also, like I had like 200 proof ethanol to sterilize because I have to sterilize equipment between each sample. So you, good, you, good. You, you don't want to be in enclosed space. When I bought it, I accidentally spilled a bunch in my car without knowing it. I almost passed out in my Fiesta from the fumes. So I was like, oh man, I'm really, really lightheaded all of a sudden. And like, what Damn. is that? And then like, I kind of got that <laughs> smell of alcohol and I look back and like this gallon bottle of ethanol is like pouring out in Officer my back seat. You're over, he's like, you've been drinking. <laughs> I smell just, alcohol. It, it just sounds. Uh, what is that? Really high proof, al- like really bad alcohol. Ever clear? Ever clear? Clear? Oh god! Yeah, that's what it smells like. But I, I tried doing it at Devin Pettigrew's house first because he had a garage, but there just wasn't enough space. And then I was like, I think I can turn my deck into um, a lab, and I did. And it was actually, I went, it went by so quick because I was able to make the space mine and hammered out i think total 57 samples and you know that was yeah and so that was a whole process of bagging blah 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 checking the photographs 
I was told, like Doug told me with the Dremel, he's like, you know, you're going to break bones with it. It's okay. And I didn't want to break the bones. And then someone told me that there's like this hammer and chisel method. And for some reason, I thought that was gonna be much safer. Like the first scapula I hit with the hammer and chisel, it just shattered the entire <laughs> shoulder blade. And I was like, oh no. And also like when you hammer and chisel that stuff, like you're, you're likely to launch objects across the room. And so, well, the reason why I'd done that is at first, what had happened was I thought I was only going to be able to get 30 samples for my dissertation based on the funding I got. Was it I was able to, uh, Yeah. And three elk toes. It's mostly bison on the plains. And this one site that we wanted to date only had elk bones because we we're trying to get AMS dates and not do charcoal because that's like the whole purpose of my dissertation. Like our charcoal dates mm-hmm. on the plains affected by old wood. So that's why I wanted the AMS dates on bone. So mostly bison. And the reason why I was trying to use the hammer chisel method is originally I thought I can only afford 30 dates. But then after talking to UC Irvine, where I'm sending my samples to, they gave me like, they're like, oh, this is the price, not the price that you're thinking of. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I was able to increase my data load from 30 to 57, which is substantial. Like that's almost doubling what I was able to do which also doubled the amount of shit I have to do for my dissertation in terms of summaries. Yeah. Right. Nice. (laughs) And, uh, so we only had, we only had 40 blades and after like the whole, they like hammering chisel method took, cause then you have to, you know, you, you do that and then you have to sterilize it and I have to wait like five minutes for it to dry. So I just said, screw it. I went to Ace Hardware and I bought like 30 more blades. And then with the Dremel, I just zip, 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 zip. And because you have to exchange the blades after each one too. And I got a really nice. Or that'll they'll contaminate it, right? Is that yeah. The- so I got a really nice Dremel bit that it doesn't, I don't have to unscrew it every time. I basically like, it's like a push and twist. So I could just drop it, toss the other blade. So yeah. And that was, that's been data collection while I'm also writing. And then, yeah. So we did let, yeah. And there's the whole week I was gone in, in Playa del Carmen, came back, job interviews. Can you describe what you see from your back door? Because I think I feel like yeah. something substantial just happened in the area that you're living in. Another fire? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, can you see remnants of the fire from your from your place? So there, like- there's two fires now. So, yes, the first one in January. Yeah, 2022 has been fun amazing for me guys let me tell you there's the first fire that we got evacuated clap from clap out for yeah. 2022 Woo! best burnt, year on record that burnt down a thousand houses around here then the cartel thing and and then while i was in while i was in cancun devin Pettigrew texted me he's like hey there's another fire and i was like dude i'm in i there's nothing i can do about it please don't text me about this um and there was a, and sure enough another fire had started but this one was closer to boulder uh, your cat the, was in texas though right yes the cat is in texas okay cool so I wasn't worried about it. I was like, honestly, if it burns down my house with all my data, I, I'm, I'm just going to more time a, to write it. <laughs> I'm just going to be a C person. Like I'm done. <laughs> Live and die by the crab. <laughs> We're going to see Carlton in Tahiti. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Living with the Polynesians. C uh, person. <laughs> yeah, just to be a C person. <laughs> just, just so vague. <laughs> That's in the punny mythology, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You're, you're an oceanic tribe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I can't see. 
Yeah, the whole neighborhood north of me is like burnt down, dude. Every time I like drive to Boulder. And so like I'm graduating in May, right? Well, I'm graduating in the summer, but my ceremony's in May. And my mom really wanted me to host like a barbecue for my friends and family, which I'm doing. And I was like calling Broomfield, like for all the parks, like with that had barbecue pits and stuff. They're, like, oh, sorry, it's unavailable. So sorry, it's unavailable. And it took me to like the seventh park. They're like, Oh yeah, they're all burnt down. And I was like, what? They're like, why hasn't anyone told you this? Like, yeah, they they were taken out in the Marshall fire. And I was like, you know, that makes a, a lot of sense. So I guess we're just holding it at my apartment's clubhouse, you know, because it's like one, I don't have to pay for it. And two, I'm tired of trying to, you know, whatever. Right. I think that's a hard pitch though, to like, hey, can I host this open pit barbecue in this place that just recently burnt down? And I just just for like a reference, I grew up like 10 20 minutes from where Carlton currently lives in Broomfield. So that was my backyard. I used to drive along that Indiana road all the time. Um drive by the apartments and whatnot. So it's Have you been to my new place? It's right next to Indiana. Uh I had a, a friend friend sister. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah yeah, 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 who lived in those same sort of things. Yeah. Those, uh, apartments up there. It's it's beautiful up there. I, it turns out one of the uh, fraternity guys from Wyoming that I mentored, he's in the office. His built office is in the office building right next to my apartment. And it was like taking snaps one day. Of, and like I saw my apartment there. I'm like, dude, where are you at? He's like, oh, I'm in my office. I'm like, dude, I live in those apartments. He's like, what? For real? And he lives in like Cherry Creek or something. Like, Is that the Reinekees? Yeah. Yeah, it is the okay, Reinekees. Okay. Is it, okay, Sam or Nick. Yeah, this is, uh, ben, okay. you're completely ben. off. Oh, God, the, <laughs> I forget there's like six of them. Yeah, there's like four Reinekees. And they were all in Sigma Phi Epsilon, Wyoming Alpha. <laughs> I played soccer with these kids. It's a small world. This is yeah. random stuff Carlton and I learned about each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it's today I found out that I'm the co-chair of the Committee of Native American Relations for SAAs. And that's... <laughs> I'm not happy, no. but you know what? So that's, that's the thing now. Uh, what will that involve? It, it, let's just say it was not uh, planned that our chair was going to be removed as chair and the resulting fallout. So did you guys get an email about like being a, a volunteer to, to sweep the abstracts before they went on? Oh, I did that. Okay. I didn't. Because I wasn't I going. Did. It was fine. I only had seven and I had to do a session thing. Because of the debacle last year. Yeah. I mean, I did it. I think they were due in January. Hmm. So I did it. I mean, they asked me to. I, I should put that in my CV. I almost forgot. And then last week, I just got back Saturday from Oklahoma City because I was asked to be a advisory member for the Oklahoma Public Archaeology Network, which Anna Goldfield from the Dirt Podcast, she's one. She's up in Tulsa. So actually, they picked me up from my hotel, the Dirt Podcast, and we went to the First Americans Museum where the strategic planning meeting was being hosted. Nice. Got to see the museum. Absolutely phenomenal museum. And it's really cool. That, that Matt Reed talked about? Is that the one? That yeah. Matt, yeah. Okay. Because a lot of Pawnees were actually took play like they they were part of the development team okay. so there's like a lot of pawnee stuff in there like zach and taylor who we had on the podcast there there's like this indian code talker session section and then you can like click different tribes and it's and you click pawnee and it's zach and taylor oh cool you know just talking and, it, and it's it was like really cool like it's a fun museum but there's no temporary exhibit now at the moment so it's mostly like meeting space. Like there's a lot of open space, like community space. And then like maybe a quarter of it is actually dedicated to this really cool exhibit. It was really fun. And then had the meeting. 
And then I hung out with Bonnie Piplato. She took me out to dinner with her PhD candidates. She's so cool. Them. Yeah, she's she's a tight cat. And then like I spent the rest of the evening with um, one of the students, Delaney Cooley, and we went and checked out. She showed me around downtown OKC, and we just caught up because we haven't seen each other since. Albuquerque? ABQ? ABQ, I think. No, I, she was at Plains in Boulder. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. uh, but I was too busy, you know, running around being host, so I didn't really hang out with anybody, especially after Ray and uh, oh, what is his name? The other CSU grad, uh, Kelton. Kelton. I want to say Chilton for a second. Yeah, when Ray and, and Kelton took me out the first night and a lot of Jaeger bombs. I feel <laughs> really that, bad for Delaney because I like the only we like all hung out with her in Albuquerque and she saw us in just like the rarest of forms, a very yeah. rare form. And then she also saw us at me at the, the nuclear museum <laughs> where I was going all nerdy on aircraft in the back. That was dope. Oh my God. I, I sent her an email uh, to be a guest. I, I sent like an email blast to a bunch of people. So yeah, we took, we took her where we went with her to the, is it the New Mexico university, of New Mexico museum. And David got, that hat, right? But that oh, wolf hat. Yeah, <laughs> the hat. And there's the there's that oh, Lucy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> she said she was a witness to all of that, which is just just chaos. So she listens to the podcast. So like she sent me a text the other day when I sent her the invite from the podcast and she's like, you and you know, she was, it, she's, she's been apprehensive about coming on the show. So Delaney, you're, I know you're listening to this cause you listen to the show. So now you have to come on because we publicly outed you. Yeah. You have to, you have to, to talk, talk about, about your this. archaic bison research. This is Delaney. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a, a trip. You were definitely in rare form at that museum. I'm trying to. I, I was in rare form the first the first night. That was the first time I saw the claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about. Cumber, you broke your back. You were in a car accident. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was on. Yeah, I got some muscle relaxers. It was wild. Oh, that was right. You were on muscle relaxers. That was like a month before the first ep- two episodes appeared. Because we're coming in on this podcast started in 2019. We're slowly creeping up on our three year. Yeah. Who was I dating at that point? She said something funny. It wasn't Sandy. I know that one. Nope. Liana. Oh, she, that's right. I sent her a video of you at the museum and she goes, yo, that dude love planes. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think on that beautiful note, we're going to end this segment of episode 104 of a Life in Ruins podcast. And if you think I'm talking for 18 minutes in the next segment, you are out of your goddamn mind. Welcome back to episode 104 of a Life in Ruins podcast. We are here with us and us only. And on this segment, we are not going to talk about my life. Because it's it's bruh, 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 bruh. I don't know why I was in an infinite loop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can you give me one more, bro? I, I think I just need one more. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna talk about my life. Everything's fine. I still work for the same company. It's rainy and cold in Seattle. Everything's good. Convincing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, fine, you just don't fine. Talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. Um, fine, just fine. Nothing has changed. So Ukraine, huh? <laughs> so Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, we Ukraine, we all Ukraine together. 
We all we we crane for like ice crane. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my People god. People keep okay. sending me Zelensky videos, and I'm like, okay, the, the meme is over. <laughs> like, well, dude, I mean, do you know how many Zelensky videos like you made? Like the Neanderthal thing, one is gold. But like, I, got, I mean, there's gonna be a resi- There's like gonna be it's like a ripple views. effect. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, that was really good. Uh, even wore the same color shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's, you haven't seen it. What is it on TikTok, YouTube? It's on all the platforms, but only YouTube showed it to anybody. Go check out uh, Caveman Zelensky. Yeah, that um, was brilliant. There's a move to shift away from the term caveman because it's a little offensive. So let's just use prehistoric individual. Cave person? <laughs> I think that's still not right. <laughs> um, cave dweller? <laughs> There's, there's this really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're so canceled. I am. So connecting back to the last segment where I mentioned the fact that it's almost been three years that we've been live. Three years, a hundred and at that point we'll have 107 episodes, I think, out. Um, over 200, 250,000 downloads. So almost 100,000 downloads a year bonkers thank you to my mother for listening to 99,000 of those <laughs> and uh like a, my mom's is the other my parents stopped <laughs> i think after the revolutionary war episode yeah your dad absolutely stopped that's when he realized how about a bunch of frauds we were <laughs> <laughs> no, his job just too busy but we started this with as young professionals as young professionals i just was in my second semester of my phd i hadn't even got my master's yet and you two were a year out, Connor, two years out, David, you a year out from getting your master's. And it was by young professionals for young professionals. And it's been three years. I'm finishing up my PhD this July. David has now become mobile psychomer. And mm. Connor has, has made no progress in his life. A logistical become blurb. very proficient at ArcGIS. <laughs> <laughs> has made negative progress in his steps in life. No, I'm Collector. just joking. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. And also like our 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 thoughts have I mean, because we've been talking about this for probably a year now. How do we engage and like these how do we engage better with our audience? I mean, our producers, Chris and Rachel, have pushed us to do stuff more like the dirt. You guys really love the episodes where we talk about a paper. Both Shane and Jesse said they'd like to come on and like talk about a paper positively. And you know, they're right. We can't just like throw people in the dirt all the time. And I think, you know, me and David talked like a month and a half ago about changing kind of trying to play with different formats of the show. So it's not just like the interview and we'll still keep those, but not be so reliant and to actually get into research and talk about it. Yeah. Cause uh, like, I think like when people listen and it's just like the same every time, like, so where'd you grow up? Were you a dinosaur kid? Like, it's cool. But like there, it's always an awkward, like little, like until like we get to know them and then the second segment, they're good. So they can just off the bat, you know, be like, no, so here's what I do. Like it, that might the audience. Like I guess I'm asking you guys. Would you prefer that? Yeah. Or like, is the format currently fine? I think we can we can certainly build in different places where we don't need to have that first segment. But I enjoy. I think giving people that perspective was always our goal to start out with, right? It was young professionals and showing how they move through these career paths, even though they're yeah. not all the same. But I, you know, I totally understand that 
having more research-based ones is, I think was, would be huge and more important and maybe have a, a bigger staying power. I think. Yeah. In the future. I mean, it has been interesting to see, like we've had, had listeners reach out and like, thank us cause they can connect, you know, that, that first segment as a good way of connecting someone with similar experiences and they can see that, but that doesn't always happen. You know, I don't think we've had anyone else other than tune be like, well, I would learn how to fly first and then did this, but you know, but no, I, I, and I enjoy the research episodes and I know what we have talked about. It's like none of us have the mental capacity or have had it the past like year to really, yeah, we've really uh, like, on, on top now. of my research on top of the riveting stuff, David was doing with his bus and like Connor, I mean, you know, Connor, you have been busy just, you know, focusing on your life been going to a lot of soccer games and like doing a lot of extracurriculars. Right. So, I mean, you've, you have your own stuff you're doing. We just mm-hmm. haven't had the time to be like, all right, let's do go into this paper and like really analyze it to a point that we can talk about this with authority. Yeah. Cause we've, I mean, once we do the, to set up the other podcasts, like these interview ones is a much simpler process when we basically got it down to a science, but when right. we yeah. want to do these, these research episodes, we want to come informed. We don't want to do a revolutionary war podcast every single time this happens. So it's our, it's, finding that time and that mental power to really dive into that. And we don't, I feel like as a group, we don't feel comfortable just doing that without actually putting in the effort beforehand to learn and and be informed. So we're actually teaching people something. Yeah. And like Doug would kill me if you found out I was like going hard on some articles and like, and then it's not just like reading that one article. I mean, we have to look up the responses and some of the citations they pull. So it ends up being like, if we did it right, we're reading anywhere from five to 15 additional papers just to talk about the one. And then it's all of us getting together and then making a essentially a 55 minute episode into three pieces on how, how do we succinctly talk about this? And like the three of us come from like wildly different backgrounds where we all come at it with a different lens and like, how do we, so that, I mean, that's what's going on on the back end, guys. Like, but we've, we've heard you. And we do want to do some additional things like we're hoping to have, we're having coming up David Anderson, David A. Anderson from Tennessee. David G. Anderson. David G. Anderson. Stefan's coming back on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He just wrote his book. We should have him talk about it. Yeah. And he wants to, yeah. We've invited the hosts of The Dirt to get on and we might do a cross episode with them because we could vampire off of their audience. Yeah, we mostly want because they're awesome. Yeah, they're fun. Like meeting them in person was actually really fun. And then a cultural anthropologist that studies the effect of drone warfare on drone pilots. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Delaney. So we have a, I mean, we have like six, six to eight. So that's kind of what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, and I think we're going to try to keep we we enjoyed the live show. I hope you guys enjoyed the live show. If you didn't, please let us know. Uh, but I think that's something we'll probably do more in the future is very engaging being able to talk to people. I I enjoyed that part of it. Oh, we yeah. should do a live show after I get my doctorate. We should. Maybe one more than not than an Italian airport. Um it's pretty loud. Or a Mexican one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's that too. Oh, okay. No airports. <laughs> we're just going we're gonna, to we're gonna cut out airports from the live streams. <laughs> yeah. No more airports. I'd also love to do one where like we just take calls from the audience. Yeah. But we'd have to like 
be really like, you know, put that out way ahead of time so people actually call. <laughs> yeah, or use the features that they have already within that whatever. I can't even remember what it was called, but the live. that was weird. Yeah, that was um, it wasn't Zencaster. Crowdcast. It was Crowdcast. Yeah. Comcast. You can only have four people. That was kind of a yeah, and I had to learn on the fly how to manage all that. So apologies. Yeah, for you did good though. I mean, you did good. <laughs> I mean, we had like a bunch of people registered. We had fifty over fifty active people at one time. Well, there's there probably a, an app on the computer where we can have like telephone calls go to, and which we could then play as a recording. Or I guess yeah, we can figure it out. The mic. Yeah. And we had a very lively chat section. We did. Yeah. Very lively. So, Thank you. Yeah. Um, I talked to Simon recently. He's doing okay. He's in. He's doing data collection in Scandinavia. Oh, so he can get out of the country. Yeah, I mean that's why he was in Italy. Dude, come on. I thought he was going back though. No, he escaped. Oh, I yeah. thought he was like going back to Ukraine. No, no, no. He had just landed from Ukraine in Italy. That's why he was at the airport with us. Yeah, he got an exemption because I, I think some... The University of Turin was yeah. able to get him out. Well, and there was something else that had to do with his family and past yeah. stuff that happened to his family. So he he was allowed to get out as part of the... Even though they have gotcha. like the 18 to 43 adult thing going on. 18 to 60. 1860, yeah. yay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a downer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just thinking like Molotov cocktails and stuff. Like, dude, could you? Oh, my God. It's being told on the news. Like, David Muir, Lester Holtz. Like, all right, tonight, here's how you make a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> it's just like, For <laughs> Stephen Colbert. He's like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gas prices. Yeah. Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Gas prices are pretty high. And I, I think with the amount I put into that bus this weekend, I saved at least 200 lives. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, it was a lot of money. <laughs> it's like almost six joking. bucks a gallon out here, out here. Like, diesel is, like, insane. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little wild. <laughs> it, it literally, I could have flown to California and back twice with the amount of money I put into that bus driving. Yeah. Anyway, perspective. We're doing good here. We're not being actively bombed or invaded. So that's cool. I too, though, am proud of the podcast and how well it's it's grown. And something that I've definitely noticed is like, and it's not through Ethno really, like it's through the pot. Ethno, I get people like in other communities, I guess, but through for A Life in Ruins, it's like we are definitely like an in-between for a lot of people in the field. They're yeah. like, ask Carlton, ask David, ask Connor, or ask the guys, and like we'll put people in contact. Um, yeah, and I think just been, even like... like- yeah, even like when we were talking in that second segment or the first segment, there's people that we mentioned that are all connected in this kind of weird way that we all have these like intangible networks that we're creating and it's really cool. Yeah. And it's been fun to meet so many people and so many archaeologists. Yeah, I mean, it's been cool to 100%. I think it, like getting noticed when we have prospective archaeology grad students at CU Boulder, that's been fun. And like the department is like, why, why is this a thing? why is Carlton being known for this yeah or like Um, having a random I have a friend who works for the the fish and wildlife up here in Washington and he took out an archaeologist to go dig clams and you know he was talking you're like oh I know this other archaeologist he did he hosts a podcast he's like what what podcast is it a life in ruins he's like oh yeah I follow them all the time so it's like these random corners and little pockets of the world that are listening to us. Yeah. And RBS is pretty 
it's 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 surreal. Honestly, yeah. it's really surreal. Yeah, and hopefully in SA Portland up. we'll be able to like that meet sounds more like folks. it'll be lit. Yeah. With maybe we'll see some protests and riots, maybe. Maybe we'll take over City Block. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, <laughs> that's what I meant by lit. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I've had several people now say like one, like, oh my god, you responded, and then like two like they're like, I've heard your voice so many times on the podcast. And it's like, yeah, like I hate myself just as much as the regular person. So like, it's, it's okay. And like Carlton and Connor as well, you know, it's just like, we're people. And like, it just, it's weird to me that like our voices play every Monday morning in like someone's car or like headphones. And like with the amount of shit I've said today that we've now said, cut that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like my coworkers listen to it. And like, what's funny is they'll ask, cause I work Tuesdays right now for my postdoc until I go full time in the summer. If I don't get a tenure track up position, like they'll ask me about the guest, like the episode. And like, usually it's, it's like a four or five week period between when we record and when they release. So like excited to ask me about the guest and how it was. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> 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 who came out today. There's a little bit of like a blackout that happens when you record, I think. Like, yeah, like, maybe we could go to Butzer Farm. Like, I'm actually pretty stoked for that. That came out yesterday, today. today. But oh, I, and I maybe in the summer, I got to make an audiogram for it and send it to him. That was such a fun interview. Oh, yeah. He's a cool dude. A yeah. cool bloke. I want to go make myself a sword. I think that's every, you know, middle class white kid's dream. Yeah. Like I'll I'll put down the headdress for a moment and pick up my you know English side and get into it. A crusader out there? Just yeah, just (laughs) just think of the end of lame is (laughs) (laughs) putting down your headdress (laughs) and go and go connect with my uh, British Isles ancestry. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you to Carlton, thank you to David. Thank you to all of the people out there listening to us. This has been an episode of a Life in Ruins podcast. If it's the first one, go back and listen to episode 27 where we are real adults. Thank and if you, you're still you, listening you. on the All Shows feed, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 it's your favorite time of the day. Welcome Ooh. to Winnipeg News. Today we <laughs> ask the haunting questions regarding racism among cabbage species. <laughs> If you have not already posted a review to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, please post a review to the podcast on Ooh. iTunes or Spotify. Any one of them. Just put a f- Also, like real talk, we owe a bunch of people stickers. And the reason why we owe you stickers is we don't actually have an address for you. And this is what happens when David ad libs a promise that we have no f- way of fulfilling so if you, have, if you have <laughs> if you have left a review please email us at a life and ruins podcast at gmail.com screenshot the review your name and your address and i will have a sticker and a really nice note sent to you thanking you for all that for what you do but i we just i just i i have no way of finding your address off of a review so i know we're asking more yeah. of you let's see do we have any reviews any new reviews i think elise Dropped us one saying that she's five stars on Spotify. I want yeah, at least Malloy. How's your name? Mallory Malone. 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 I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
Can you just rate I, it on Spotify but not review it? That's oh, exactly. No, Maybe that's why we're not getting any. <laughs> no, but let me let me pull up iTunes real quick. I have an announcement for you guys and for everyone listening. I am going to be a dad. That was a really funny joke. Um, so I'm dead ass. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I was actually thinking that's what I should have said as part of my like <laughs> review of my life. Like, welcome back to episode one of Fuel of Life and Ruins podcast. <laughs> I am a father. Okay, next. <laughs> I, I sent my old coworkers a. I was like, guys, I have some news. And then I sent this a picture of a generic ultrasound from Google. And like two of them sent back emojis like with the hand covering mouth thing because they like legit believed it. <laughs> I was a dad and I was like, I was Oh, kidding. God. These are these are good. These are good. Okay. So uh, March 15th by Elise. I've been listening to Life in Ruins since the first episode and it has been consistently fantastic. The show is funny and informative. Whether you are a professional archaeologist or just someone who's interested in archaeology, you have a good time. Well, thank you for listening, Elise, and sticking around since the beginning. You, yeah, if, she's been a she's an OG fan. We should send yeah. her some swag. Yeah, we'll send you we'll send you some swag. You just got to tell us your address, and I'll. I think she's I'll, in Europe though, so. Just, I will still send you a sticker and a t-shirt. Archeo Dunedane, you are always repping the stuff. Uh, Caleb Welch, I saw you uh, had a, a shirt the other day too. Thank you guys, appreciate it. You're always comment on stuff. And then Dono Friolop Friol Pods. Lipids. Recently discovered the APN and really enjoyed the interviews, discussions, and banter on life and ruins. Highly recommend for people looking to learn about archaeology from across the field. Well, thank you. Uh, Milk Mandan. Milk Mandan? Uh, 232. Wake up, babe. Milk the boys Mandan. just dropped more tankersly slander. <laughs> but really, please review more papers. Hugely enjoy the boys and Dr. Miller talking through the Hopewell paper. Would love to hear other papers gone over and gone through here in closer discussion about the discussion being had is great content. Well, we plan on doing it. Thank you so much, Milk Mandan. And then... I think we talked about the other one. Yeah, we got the other one. So yeah, thank you guys. Keep leaving some more for April. We'll let you... Let you all know. And with that, um, do you guys have any any last last words for Gus? Okay. I will not have children because there, there's no need to populate the earth any more than it ever will. So if you do hear me announce that I have a child, it is usually going to be a lie. And with that, we are out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to a Life in Ruins podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a Life in Ruins podcast. And you can also email us at a Life in Ruins podcast at gmail.com. And remember, make sure to bring your archaeologists in from the cold and feed them beer. Well, everyone, the time has come again. You've made it through the credits and for our, our bonus content. Connor, what do you have for us today? I will say, because it's been four to five weeks since we last recorded, I've been accumulating these dad jokes <laughs> at a ridiculous rate. So. Hang on, guys. He's putting on his, his jean shorts and his uh, his uh, New Balance. He's grabbing a spatula. The white sneaks are on. We're going <laughs> to do this. <laughs> I have an addiction to brake fluid, but I can stop whenever I want. Oh, jeez. <laughs> This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network. And was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com.
Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.